0: You're listening to The Auburn Express. Yo, what's up everybody? Your man Ike Jones, we are back rounding the A-man corner. We are here we're going to talk about listen, it's the off season so you know we got to do a lot of talk about what's happening with these recruits and these signings and all that kind of stuff. I am joined as always by my guy Paul Meharry. What's up Kenny B? In the building. Here, man. We're going to get straight into this talk. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Amen Corner Podcast. A collection of SEC football fans from different SEC teams coming together to talk ball once a week. Powered by the War Report. Report. Represent Georgia, Paul Meharry. Representing Florida,
1: Kenny B. And representing Auburn, Ike
0: Jones. You are now listening to... All right, man, let's talk about this. Listen, man, we, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about this young man. I feel like he owes us a little uh, NIL money at this point in time for how much we've <laughs> talked about him. But uh, he ain't got no NIL money to give us, but that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> young Rashada out here. Um, yeah, he... um. He didn't get anything after all of this. Didn't land with Florida. Didn't get an NIL deal yet. Didn't go to Colorado. And um, Arizona State, of all places, is where he lands. How are y'all feeling do you feel uh, vindicated in Gainesville about this whole situation now that it's how it shook out? Or y'all still feeling salty like, man, he should have took these whatever
2: bag we gave him to mm, come on, to No, I off. think um, the vast majority, 99% is happy that we didn't pay that money to that kid. Um well not j-
0: oh well he wasn't gonna get that money. I'm just saying are you upset that he didn't just take what the next offer was and be like, yo, come on man. Let's just or are you just like that's a headache we don't
2: No, nah, I mean I, I wish um I wish we could have had him, but it's kinda like, you know, are we dodging the right. the family, the dad and the lawyer? Because the kid isn't the issue. Like it's not him. I'm not putting it on him. This is this is the, the adults in the situation, okay. um, and they're the ones that's making it be what it is. Um, so half of me is like, I would love to see him in the orange and blue, but the other half is like, I don't want to deal with the family. So, <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's, that's interesting, and I'm going to let you jump in here, Paul, and give your thoughts about the whole situation, because what I want to ask then is, when you look at the Cormani situation, do you think that that's the kid or do you think that that's the people around him giving talking in his ear too much? And, or is it, cause you said Rashada, that's not, that's not the kid. It's the, right. it's the adults around him. So what about Cormani? Is that, a, is that the kid or is that the situation?
1: I, I think, I think Cormani was the kid. Mm. I think
2: you, you disagree Kenny or you agree? Oh no, I, I agree. That's definitely the, uh, <laughs> the which
1: I the think, kid. which, which I mean, if you really look at it right, I, I think that's how it should be. If the kid wants to go play for somebody, let them go play for somebody. We're in an era right now where you could transfer if that coach leaves. So go be happy where you're where you're at. Right. You know, and it's sad, right? Like you see it a lot of times in travel baseball, uh, where you've got those like overbearing parents, those overbearing dads that say, Yeah, yeah my my son's, you know, the next Randy Johnson, you know, next Mike Trout type deal. In foot in basketball, you see it you know, even a little bit more. Um, and then in football, you see it, but it, it kind of gets pushed to the side. But then you every, every so often you have these dads. You have like two or three of them are
0: recruiting. But cycle. you know what? Nine times out of a
2: ten, it's it's a quarterback's dad. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, whatever hey. reason. It's the QB dads, bro. The the prima donna of it all, you know? It's like they're used to their kid being the guy from mm-hmm. Pop Warner on. And so like you 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 have this
1: situation uh, every Like I said, two or three kids a cycle, um, and then you have two or three kids who who decide on their own per cycle, like Kermani does, where it's like, I'm going where I'm going. I don't care what you you have to think type situation. It's just sad, man, for for Rashada, because now he's going to have that label behind him. Right. You've been the starter at Florida. You could have got a bag. Now you've got to kind of walk in with your tail between your legs into Arizona State saying, thank you for having me. Whereas Florida, it was like, how much are you giving me? Right. Uh, it just, it's a, it's a sad situation for him, man. And then you have, the, you have the whole dad situation that just makes it. Cause it's like and a lawyer and like all that stuff, man, this, like let the kid play football. Then I get it. You, you have over, overbearing parents, but like, once you not, you've ruined your kid's chance. Like not saying he's not going to make the league of Arizona state. He could whatever. Right. But he would definitely have more exposure being the the head uh, guy at Florida, as yes. opposed to being the guy that we watch while we're falling asleep late at night on the
0: Pac-12 network out there at Arizona State. Nobody watches the. I have beef right. with the Pac-12 network. I, nobody watches the Pac-12 network. Let's get it clear. I watch no, it. I, I, look,
1: I watch it when because uh, I I have to stay up and like do the show afterwards. Like two three hours after the game. So
0: I got I got to get my football You're fixed somewhere you for the Pac12 network outside of the state of California. But I
1: couldn't like I can't tell you who's playing in that game. You yeah. know like I just turn it on. It's not like I'm like oh I'm looking forward to Stanford versus Arizona this weekend. You know like no nah, it, it's just <laughs> right. it's it's
0: the only game that's still on TV on Saturday right. night mon- Sunday morning, you know. So, uh, so th- doesn't it remind you uh, what what was the kid's name when I say kid like he's not in the grown man? Uh that that turned down the big deal in free agency and basketball for the Lakers and ended up
2: like, uh, um, Schroeder.
0: Yeah, Dennis Schroeder doesn't it remind you of the Schroeder situation a little bit? Like, because and I say that because like, do you think that Rashada spends four years or three years at Arizona State, or does he transfer after this is blown over maybe a little bit? Like, I just I can't. Where, where is he from initially? California. So he's no. out. I mean, he's a he's a West Coast guy. So I mean, closer to home. I just I. I feel like he's not going to be, he's going to be there one year and he's leaving and going somewhere else. He just went where he could get to quickly. And I, I just can't see him being there for, for
2: three but years. It's, but it's going to be, do they want to deal with what comes with it? Like the Alonzo ball, like when you draft one of the, the ball kids, you have to deal with Lamar, <laughs> you know, you know, you have to, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, are you going to have to was deal with it? Like Lavar Ball, does anybody even talk about him anymore? Like he, No, but it was big news for a while. No, there. it was for a while from when they're in high school to what a year ago. But I could
1: but I could tell you who Lavar Ball is. I can't tell you who Jaden Rashada's father's name is. Like he yeah. he, he ain't
2: that big yeah. time
0: yet, you know. Well, I mean, and he's I don't I mean, he might have inserted himself in this situation, but he hasn't made it publicly about him the way Lavar Ball did. Lavar oh, Ball be public, was going on.
1: It'll be public Sports soon.
2: There. It'll be public soon, but will people care? you know, but oh, you're it's right. gonna it's be nowhere near soon. LeVar, nowhere near LeVar. It's going to be public soon. And I think the reason why is because none of the details came out, right? Everybody was hush, hush. And then Billy did his press conference. It was like, we can't talk about it. You know, we have to, you know, we, we're going to be hush about it type thing. Then all of a sudden details drop about what was given. If they come out and tell their side, then you might have a situation to where this, this, group or this family it's gonna look kind of nuts mm. I
0: don't yeah. know I hate I hate it for the kid, but you're right uh yeah, all man. about I was just talking to somebody about how crazy baseball dads I forgot what the conversation was, but like how crazy baseball dads tend to be and inserting That's themselves into that. their kids' situation um but yeah man it's it's become more prevalent, and I think it's going to it's not going to do anything but get worse with nil being what it is because you don't have to wait for your kid to get to the league now to go after the bag now you can openly try to get your kid out here chasing the bag at 18 right and so before i mean like let's be be, like like if you got a kid that is really
1: good in ninth grade you can chase it back in ninth grade especially like in the state of georgia like you, you you could not work if you got a um prime time quarterback prime time dm prime time wide receiver you could legitimately not work and and have your kid transfer three times in high school and and go watch and play football.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. it's just what it is now, man. I mean, it, it, but yeah, you're right. Like once they get to that, that college level, then that's like the big money. Right. But you, you could, you start chasing the bag quick with these kids, man. And you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Right. Cause I, I believe, I truly believe everything happens for a reason. Right. And I wonder if we look back on this, as being how Billy Napier, I know we talked about it. This is the spiral of Billy Napier. And it all happened because of Jaden Rashada's father not wanting mm-hmm. him to go down there. And that ruins. I mean, it potentially could ruin the Gator program for five, six years. Like, because you got to sign a new coach. You got to rebuild everything.
0: Man, they got they got Graham Mertz, bro. We're, Again,
2: I mean, hey, had, don't get <laughs> surprised. Go watch the film. Oh, you know. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kid, he trying to sell us on ground merch, baby. I love it. In August, I'm waiting for, for later on when I only got to do it for like a week or two. Oh, man. Oh, be, be, be glad
0: my YouTube channel is not SECY because I will 100 100% go find Graham Mertz film. And that would be like the next segment I would put up on the site, bro. Is we're going to no, watch. Man, we uh, we lag lagway 24, baby. I, we yeah, lag I
2: mean, 24. If you can keep if, them. Now, if you miss out on lagway, Hey,
1: but that's, that's, that's the problem. Kenny, you're a, you're a power five, top 20 school, top 10. Some would say, And here you are. You've already got to have
0: that conversation.
1: But you've already you've already given up on the 2023 season. And you're hoping and praying for this kid who is just verbally committed to you right now to come in and be your savior. You just said it. I'm
2: not giving up up the 23 season because at the end of the day, I just need a respectable QB. I just I don't need you to. Jack Miller four. I don't need you to throw it. 40 times a game. I need you to get your 18 to 20 passes. Give me, you know, seven, 15 out of 22. Give me, you know what I'm saying, 16, 17. So you're, so you're, you, you think Florida's game.
0: run game is going to be that good, that they're going to just be able to tote the rock enough to 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 get Ws?
2: Yes. Like, when you look at Florida last year, right, our running game Wait, was uh, – Real quick before, before you go,
1: we're looking at Florida last year with the – top 10 potential quarterback and Anthony Richardson on the team, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm a, okay. I, just, I just wanted to, yeah. I wanted to put that little footnote in when there. When you, when you put in the that, that whole situation, right. Mm-hmm. Our run game, our run game was, it did extremely well for a situation to where a quarterback was so hot and cold that one game, you didn't know if he was going to complete five passes or if he was going to throw five touchdowns. That's very, re- that's very much reality with Anthony Richardson. Okay. One game, you see the Utah the, game, the You Kentucky don't you don't game. think
0: the threat of Anthony Richardson
2: himself helps that run game a little bit? Um, no, because when you look at it, um if you look if you look at the film, okay, <laughs> um <laughs> a lot of times what they would do is they would they would dive to the run. They would play against the run and make Anthony pass. So a lot of times you would see seven, eight in a box. Because they didn't respect his ability
0: to throw the ball, agreed. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So we were still getting runs off, still running for 150, you know what I'm saying, 200 yards because we just, our O-line and our team was built for that. And, and how much
0: wow. of that O-line is coming back next year? Um, three.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Wait, one, mm. Two. Mm. This is it two? Yeah, two. I was gonna
0: say, I I, th- I thought the answer was two, but I was... I was, two, thinking, but okay.
2: caveat. The, the biggest piece that we're going to miss, of course, is Osiris Torrance. Clear fact. Okay. We have um, we have Tarkin coming in. We got Goodwin coming in. Like our line as a group will probably be better oh, this okay. upcoming season than last yeah. year as a group. Now, we might not have the guy didn't give up a whole sack, the, his whole career type thing, but as a unit, they may be better. Like you're looking at 6'5, six, 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 330, 300. 40 pounds across the line. Okay. So, Marley. all right.
0: I, 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 because you believe this, you believe this wholeheartedly. I want to, di- yeah. I want to dive in some more a little bit. So, let's talk about the defenses that you're going to be facing next year and whether or not Georgia's not going to get, get worse on defense against the run. Right. No. Okay. Uh, Kentucky, are they going to be worse on defense against the run than they were last year? We, they,
2: they beat us by 10 points and we gave them 14. I'm not, I'm just talking about their ability to stop the run. I mean, it all of it will matter with what Merch does. If Merch can't complete a pass or Miller or whoever is the quarterback, if they can't be respectable and even I can't wait show until the we get
0: of two season preview. the, the threat of
2: a, of a QB throwing the ball, then the run game has no chance throughout the season. Okay. It may be good here and there, but Missouri, Missouri to be able was pretty to, good
0: against the run last year, too, right?
2: Um, yes, they were because okay. our quarterback, I think, was like three for 12. Okay. okay, okay,
1: okay, okay. I got to stop you. I got to stop you because you, <laughs> <up to me. laughs> you, you brought the quarterback again. So. I want to make sure I don't want to put any words in your mouth, Ken. We go back a long ways, man. You are you my homeboy. Like we, we go back. You know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I invited you to be my wedding, you didn't come. That's cool. But um <laughs> like you know, like but we go back, you know. <laughs> That's not it. But go ahead, man. <laughs> i do I'm nuts? What what's your what what I'm hearing, and I again, man, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What I'm hearing is you're saying that this offense is gonna be better with Graham Mertz and Anthony Richardson. That's kind of what I've heard. I think we will be more balanced, and I you think lost that looks- your can I cuss on this show? As much as you want to. You have lost your fucking mind <laughs> if you think Graham Mertz is going to come in here and make your offense more balanced than a top
0: 10
2: pick in Anthony Richardson. Oh, give wow. me two games to where Anthony Richardson impressed you Take with off his the arms. goggles,
0: man. Take hey, give me a give me a reason why Graham Mertz is gonna be impressed. Give me with a reason arm. why
2: Graham Mertz should even have transferred and not gone to East Carolina. I don't think he's going to be—I don't need him to be—well, um, I mean, I would love him to be impressive, but I don't need him to be the savior. I need you to hit the slant. I need you to, you know— No, I mean, the, I, so I the, here, here's, here's the, the thing. Bad. I don't, I don't those, disagree those with badges, you don't need him yeah. to be a
0: Heisman caliber quarterback because I feel the same way about Auburn's situation. However, I don't know that Graham Murch is that guy.
2: I— I definitely I think don't think that, Jack Miller's that guy after watching him in the bowl no. game. I don't think I don't think Jack. No, um, but I think that Graham can do it. Uh, do I think he's going to you know be a top three quarterback in the SEC and all that? No, but Kenny, Kenny, Kenny,
1: Kenny. I know the folks at home, it's a podcast, they can't see it, right? But I, I wanted to pull it up for you. Twenty twenty, your boy Graham Mertz threw for sixty one percent completion percentage, nine touchdowns, five interceptions. 2021, 59. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait,
0: wait, wait. Pause, pause. 2020, on how many throws? Uh, 118 of 193. 61%, nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. Five interceptions.
1: Then 2021, had 284 attempts, 169 completions for 59.5% completion accuracy. 1,958 yards throughout a whole season through 10 touchdowns and 11 interceptions.
2: Mm, He's a back at Wisconsin. What do you expect? Wisconsin runs the ball a lot. Continue.
1: Yeah, let me finish. (laughs) 2022, 164 of 286. Damn near close to his numbers in 2021, 57.3 completion percentage. So he has regressed every year since his freshman year. Uh, Through 19 touchdowns last year, which was tied for 50th in the uh, NCAA and again, ten interceptions. Finished with a QBR of a hot piece of dog shit, fifty-two <laughs> <laughs> point
2: nine. Pull up
1: Anthony's. Pull up Anthony's this year to, fill, to finish eightieth in the NCAA. And you're telling oh, me this kid Overland pull Park, pull <laughs> is gonna is gonna lead you to victory? You, pull up AR. I will. Sure. Uh, I mean, we're. I, and I'm not even an AR fan, bro. Like. That's the thing. and I'm not an
2: AR hater. I'm not an AR AR, hater.
1: 2,549 yards. He had less of a completion percentage last year. He did, 53.8, but he also threw for 327 attempts, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 71.2 QBR. But guess what Anthony Richardson adds to your game? He adds rushing. He has rushing to your game, Kenny, and that's something that Graham Mertz cannot I'm do. We have 654 Mertz rushing be yards better. last year with nine touchdowns. I don't
2: need him to run that much. I just need you to hit simple passes. Simple. Give me simple passes. At this point, I don't need you to throw it 80 so yards. You're, in you're, the you're, air sa- you're saying that AR couldn't
0: defense. do the simple stuff well, and Graham Mertz will be able to, and that's going to make your offense I'm hoping, more I'm, efficient. I'm, it's,
2: it's all a hope. <laughs> I'm hoping. Okay. He can. Gotcha. I'm hoping okay. he can.
0: I just, I just, here's my thing, Kenny, because again, we've been, boys I don't even for, know how we got out here, but this is a great place to be look, right look,
1: now. Look, Kenny, we've been <laughs> boys for a long time and I just don't want you putting your neck out there on something that, that you know, you're going to get your neck chopped off for. Like, I don't want you to get I, excited and happy
2: for something that is not going to be what you expect it to be. I'm hoping you. that what I'm doing now is that I can come back and be like, see, I have faith in the boy. Okay. That's what I mean, I'm You going. might be the only Hopefully one. I yeah. have faith in the boy. <clears throat> yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, listen, I, I'm not upset at you having faith in a guy that's going to be potentially your star. And and listen, you guys might get a post spring transfer that's going to be amazing. Like maybe right, one of them Georgia boys. I listen, it's a possibility one of them gets up out of there. You never know. Or, you know, somebody like maybe freaking the Duke. What's the kid's name at LSU that's the backup right now? Nussmire. Maybe.
2: After,
0: yeah. Maybe Nussmeyer after the spring is like, eh. I don't see this happening right now. And guess about I have no idea. But uh, or the kid from Coastal Carolina finds a way to get enough credits and and and, and ends up transferring, yeah. right? So
2: mm.
0: we'll see, we'll see. But I, I again, I don't I don't know how we landed out here in uh in in Graham Mertz land, but uh yeah, I can't I I can't get I there really with either. you today, man. I'm looking forward to the time when we get to do season preview conversations and we start talking about what we expect these records to be because it's going to be interesting to see how it stacks up post spring for some of these guys. All right. Um, But what we did plan on talking about is kind of the nature of uh, just kind of in the same arena with what we were saying with, um, with Jaden Rashada and these guys uh, not really sticking with the commitments. I always found it interesting as a a slight caveat to this Mm -hmm. when uh, recruits, in their junior year commit someplace and they do all this, you know, ceremony and blah, blah, blah. And they put on their social media, 1000% committed. And I'm just like, it's another year of your life. You have no idea what's about to happen here. Like, I just, I wish they would stop. Uh, I did have fun with our recent commitment, uh, picking us over Clemson, um, you know, trolling Clemson fans online with getting the quarterback, Walker White, uh, the four-star kid out of Arkansas. I did have fun trolling people about that, but I don't really celebrate commitments. I celebrate signing. My point in saying that is, are we too premature to celebrate signings now because we have this kid Antoine Jackson from Miami who's like, "Yeah, I signed, but I right, can you guys let me up out of that." And if <laughs> you remember correctly what this uh, Antoine Jackson
1: kid from Miami uh if I remember correctly, he was a class of 2024 that and reclassified Miami got to reclassify uh was committed to Georgia at one point. Yeah, he was committed uh decommitted on July 2nd, committed to the U on July 2nd as well. Uh Yeah, I mean, again, we're we're talking about a young kid here who for whatever reason got down to Miami didn't like it, right? But he could like he's might not be mature enough to have reclassified to do that yeah. and he might have gotten to college and been like damn i'm homesick
2: you 16 know?
1: Like, yeah, but he's from miami like that's yeah, he's from street. fort lauderdale so i mean it's not too far but like yeah.
0: still high school junior man yeah Come on, man. i mean 16 17 <laughs> years old man and, and now you're you know in a. I would i would not want any kid um i don't care how talented they are a 16 or 17 year old kid doesn't belong on a college campus with a bunch of like potentially like 23 24 year old football like that's just yeah you're, you're setting him football up for, is different if it's a basketball guy maybe but football, right yeah
1: basketball yeah basketball because like if he's good enough to be there and enroll early in a year he's probably going to go to the draft so he'll literally be on your campus for one semester right whereas this guy is going to be there you know from 16 17 for you hope three or four years and then he still
0: won't be a legal drinking age to go out and party when he graduates right. It's, like, you know, yeah, so. it's, it's too much. So I, I just, I don't reclassifying as a football player is crazy to me, but. So, I you know, I, I feel,
1: I feel for him. You know, I hope he, I hope he can get out of his NIL at this point with so much NIL, right. Antoine Jackson, while he might be a name that some people are just now hearing for the first time, I think it's more, not so much about the person it's about the, what, like who he represents. Right. Yeah. Because now he's. He's in, a, in. He's potentially got nil to come. He went right. to Miami. I'm sure he got something. Now he wants out. He wants to go to, through the ni nli get out of his nli. What I mean, and he reclassified. This is just going to be like an interesting case study to watch moving forward. Because you right. got to let him out, right? You can't let a a sixteen year old kid stay. Like what? You're going to keep him held hostage on your college campus?
2: The optics, the optics of your program of the of your the coach is like. Yes, it's business, but are you really going to hold this against this kid? And <laughs> we we we're gonna have to have a conversation about Mario Cristobal
0: here soon. I'm sorry, like not we don't have to have that conversation today, but he did Oregon pretty dirty when he was up there. Is
2: it the shoes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he is making a mess of this uh, nil situation at Miami right now. And I, and I know it's not him specifically. But I don't, man. I don't know, man. I just, I get, I get very like shade, shade tree mechanic vibes from Mario Cristobal, dude. Shade like, tree mechanic vibe Yeah, man, I like it. Like, I like he, it. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think he out here selling dreams to people, man. And I just don't, I don't think I like it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, you look at his recruiting class. It's, it's a different,
1: it's a different class, man. A lot of these kids were, like, recruited by other schools, but some of them weren't very highly recruited, but they were high Uh, four-stars. I'll be curious to see, like, how this group pans out. Not so much like Texas A&M. Texas A&M just brought in five stars, right? That, like, you knew that was not going to work. Miami, they brought in some kids, a lot of local kids from Florida. um, But it seems like all of them had, like, (laughs) almost like a last chance you star asterisk next to their name. Like yeah. something was off. Right. But mm-hmm. he brought them in because they're, you know, top dogs of their positions. I, this, this recruiting class from Miami, I think will be very similar to Texas A&M. And a lot of these guys will be out in one year. Hell, you've already lost one and you haven't even started. Lost two. You lost Cormani already. And then oh, you lost yeah. this kid. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you've already kind of screwed the pooch there. They got some good, uh, good thing for, you know, Florida, Georgia, and Auburn—they got two really good uh, offensive tackles. That Samson Okula, Okanola kid, the pancake kid The had like mm-hmm. call himself the pancake guy or whatever. And then uh, Francis so. Moigoa—I I, I butchered both their last names—but <laughs> um, both five-star kids that uh, you know probably all three of these schools will be going after. So there you go—you have got yeah. two kids that'll be
0: yeah. ready to go next it's, year. It's nuts, man. I just—but I, like but I said, I, do we? are we in a, a day and age where we can't even celebrate signings now? Like we got to Like what, what is the point where you get to to spike the ball and say touchdown and, you know, t- tell all your people that you want to troll on social media. Yeah. We got this kid before you all were able to, because national letter mm-hmm. of intent ain't even, cause it's not. So we had a situation with Dylan Brooks a couple of years ago who had a, a uh, national letter of intent signed to Tennessee, but then, uh, The coach got fired. You know, he got brought up on the whole Chick Fil A bag situation that they had going on at Tennessee with um, what's his name, defensive coordinator guy, Jeremy Pruitt. Pruitt, yeah, the whole Pruitt situation at Tennessee happened, right? And that's the reason why he asked to be released from his is because the guys who recruited him weren't going to be on campus there anymore. That's different. Did I mean uh, was the reason he was going? What what position does he play? Wide receiver? Just get a wide receiver. He's a safety. Safety. Okay, so is the reason he was going there because he wanted to play for freaking Kevin Steele, and Kevin Steele's not the DC there anymore. Like, I don't understand what the problem was of him wanting to get out of this situation.
2: You want a rumor mill?
0: Yeah, talk to us. You, 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 know, you you're planted the in the Florida area. You hear all the people whining
2: in Miami about this stuff. What's up? Supposedly, he wants to get out of his deal and go to ECU. Um, Because that's where his girlfriend got into and she couldn't get into Miami. What? It's been, <laughs> I wouldn't what? be surprised. Yo, a high school junior kid, these dudes. You see what the, what Saban said about not getting letting a kid walk because they wouldn't let his, his girl in to law school. Like these kids are, they get some move by the crash. I don't know, man. I mean I mean but
0: why why does he want to transfer to ECU? Why not transfer to North Carolina or like is that not close enough?
2: That's and wild. He's that's in love wild. and she's going to be there and when you're 16, 17, you feel like that you person to you wake. Love, like you there's to there's, there there a, the there's some D1 life.
0: schools like some some power 5 schools that he could transfer to that's still in the same state as this girl if that's the reason.
1: That's crazy. I
0: hope that's not the real reason, man.
1: Man, somebody—if I mean, if it is, somebody needs to have a sit down with that young fellow, man. Bring him on the
0: podcast and let us talk to yeah, him. I mean, okay. So, how old is his girl, bro? Like, that's what I'm saying. She got to be probably a senior, right? She'd yeah, so he's she's got to be older because he yeah. reclassified to even get up out of there.
1: Mm. God bless him, man. Cause all he's going to end
0: up with his heartbreak. He's going to
1: end up. He's going to be chasing this girl, too. and they're going
0: to end up broken up by his gonna, sophomore year.
1: Yeah, he's going to be he chasing, he chasing. He chases tail, he and he and he goes ECU. He's chasing losses too.
0: Um, that's nuts, man. I yeah. hope that, I hope to God that that is not the reason that that. Hey. Man, get out of here, bro. Hey, <laughs> man. I don't know if you' listening to this right now, young Antoine, but uh, my guy, <laughs> reconsider if that's your reasoning, like. I don't know, family. We gotta do. We gotta do better than that. We gotta do
2: better. Yeah. that's bad, yeah, man. That's But right. you're about, Oh, my bad. But no, go ahead. What you gonna say? Not celebrating. Uh, signings. Yeah. Florida, man. We've been dealing with that. I think every class since Mullen got here, like there's always been a kid who signed or but didn't get in because of grades, or and that's usually what it's been like. We've always had like a recruit, a lineman, a wide receiver that signed but the classes they just never enrolled like yeah we, every isn't year that, isn't that isn't that on the coaching staff though i mean you got to know yeah. that
1: you got to know you got to oh, know yeah, that absolutely. about the kid Like absolutely well before time yeah because i mean it's there's, but there's see, like they'll that commit to auburn in florida and georgia and you'll be
2: like all right yeah you can yeah you can commit but by like middle of your senior well, year the thing is they'll be like you can sign and then hopefully your summer class your summer school, you'll get the class, you know what I'm saying? You'll qualify by the end of summer, and then they don't, and then...
0: They end up at some community college somewhere and hoping to transfer back. It's happened yeah. at Auburn before, too. Like, some yeah. kid is supposed to be there, and then he trans- he ends up at a community college and then tries to come back after a year or two down there getting his grades up. Um,
1: what? uh Not to change the subject, but
0: I am. Why is it that Mississippi is, like... The home of all the community colleges in the yes, world, yes, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, bro.
2: We'll so all break. the
0: football program community colleges. Yeah, and if real. you go
1: look at old Mrs. Roster before Lane Kiffin and Mississippi State rosters now, almost 75% of those rosters, all those kids came from a community college in Mississippi. Yeah. Like, they, I guess, they just must have the worst education in the state of Mississippi to where it's like, look, if you want to go to college, you got to go to community college first because they don't accept any of our credits from this high school. You're literally just here, we're
0: babysitting you, yeah. I, I don't know, but it is crazy. the The community college system that exists in Mississippi is is pretty wild. I it's have to agree
1: unreal. There. It's yeah. unreal. Not, back on topic. My bad. Uh, Georgia hasn't had that problem though. So Georgia in class of twenty twenty four, they got ten commits right now. They're number one. They got two five stars, seven four
0: stars. Um, but you know what? Like Aub- Auburn had that problem under Gus Malzahn and hasn't had it since. But I, and I think that it, it it has a lot to do with the situation around the staff and the coaching oh, about like
1: one thousand percent
0: you're not vetting the the kid properly. And then I think too, um, that vetting process has to get accelerated. We talked about early signing day, right? Like if you're signing kids and they still got a whole semester of school left after early signing day, they could screw that up between now and the end of their, you know, like, so you've got to make sure you're getting high character kids as well. Like kids who, you know, are going to handle their business in school and not just yeah. super talented, Um, because it's just, it's too much at stake, man. Like if you're in a big, like you, you might could afford to do that. You know, you know, and this is going to sound like I'm not going to even pull Billy into this. Let's just keep it at the Gus place. Like you could afford to do that at Arkansas state, but you can't come to Auburn and bring that here. He might could get away with that at UCF, like have these quasi signings and get people all hyped up and then kids don't end up making it. But you're not going to get away with that for very long in the also SEC. Also,
1: though, also though, we're we're kind of ragging on the kids, right? Saying, Oh, can we, you know, w- can we not be excited because we don't know if you're gonna sign? How many programs do we know the head coach is coming back next year for sure?
0: Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: I think I think that's what it kind of boils down to. Right now, Georgia's head coach is coming back for sure next year. Yeah. I'd say Jimbo, uh, not. Jimbo. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, I think
0: Jimbo is fine. At, uh, I mean, probably he, he brought contact. himself another year because they but, got an uh, offensive coordinator in.
1: What's his What's his oh, name? Chip yeah. Kelly at LSU. He's he's all right. Yeah. Uh, no, you, uh, you, you, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Yeah, I said Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. You never know if he's going to leave, but he might be all right. But, but like, ain't no telling. He he's a whisper away from getting up out of there. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. he's he's still there. Saban's still there. Yeah, but like outside of that, bro. I mean, maybe Shane Beamer at South Carolina—they seem to like him over there. Yeah, like, what? Kentucky,
0: Kentucky, Kentucky yeah. ain't getting rid of that. Uh, no, but no, Mark no, Stoops no. could move on, you
1: know.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but but what I'm saying is like, yeah, yeah, there. A lot of these schools now, even Michigan's, the Ohio State's. The, I mean, there were people calling for Ryan Day's head after Ohio State lost yeah. in the college playoff. We're talking about Ohio State, like. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting on these kids, but at the same time, it's like damn man like how many coaches are gonna actually stay you know and then and then if you can go off head
0: coaches you can go to position
1: coaches how many i I understand
0: a kid kid decommitting right when you're when whoever the guy is that recruited you isn't there anymore like i that doesn't that doesn't surprise me one bit we we talk about this all the time on our show and and you know the, the auburn fan base loves to believe that you're going to step foot on the planes in Auburn. And you're just going to fall in love with the campus and nobody's ever going to want to leave. But nine times out of 10 and try to remind people, these kids did not commit to your university. They committed to some coach who did all the work. And if that coach isn't there anymore, that kid yeah. doesn't want to be there. Like yeah. it's just not, that's not mm-hmm. like they haven't stepped foot on your campus yet. Like they came for a couple of visits and they had some fun while they were down there. But the person who sold them on coming to that campus was that defensive line coach, was that position room, whatever it is, right? Like, or that coordinator, or maybe even the head coach. If that guy's not there by the time he's ready to come sign, that kid ain't coming to your school. Why? I don't know anybody there. I don't know any of these people that are going to be in this locker room. There's no reason for me to come there. And likely whoever was coming and I was shadowing while I was there was some senior who just graduated. So no, I'm not coming. So yeah, I don't I don't blame any kid who's like yeah, coach ain't there no more, I'm out.
2: Yeah, man, a lot of it I don't blame the kid, man. It's because it's it's handled like a real business, and you're looking at when you're a player, yo, three to four years to show what I got to get to the NFL, and I might have to redshirt if I'm going to a Georgia or something like that. Mm -hmm. So really two years. So you really got to invest, you know, make that that business decision like yo do i want to go with to a florida where billy's building it but are they going to give him time to complete the build or is it going to be there in 2 years or do i just go ahead and ride the pine at UGA cuz i know Kirby ain't going nowhere and all i need is a good year under him and i'm <laughs> and i'm good yep it's crazy man it, i i just i feel like wild times are
0: on the horizon we've we've been kind of forecasting this for a minute i don't think we've seen the end of the craziness when it comes to this recruitment situation Speaking of recruitment in classes, right, we we had a a quick conversation about this. So let's let's pivot to recruiting rankings. Right. And um, Kenny, I want you to introduce this topic because this is something that you brought to my attention and you you were interested because you felt like Florida might be a little bit better in the recruiting situation than people are giving them credit based upon some data you had out there. So go ahead. And talk to yeah, the people man. and
2: let's get this conversation kicked off. You know, I look for anything positive when it comes to Florida and the recruiting. <laughs> um yeah, mm, man, because Graham hurts, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hurts for Heisman. No, I'm just playing. Um, we got a rank to so it, Hertz for Heisman. But uh, so I'm looking at the recruiting class, right? Georgia um Georgia, Florida. We finished in the teens, like around I think 15 or 17, something like that. But um CFB on Fox. Released a uh, some data for the twenty twenty three recruiting team rankings by average player, uh, okay. based on the ranking on twenty four seven Sports, Florida was ranked number six out of the entire country as far as the average player ranking, versus being fifteen or seventeen with a final team ranking when it's just you know stars and things like that. So I'm thinking, what should we look at? What should we hang our hat on? Should you hang your hat on the final recruiting number at the end, or should you look at the quality per player that you're getting? Because that's really what's important, I feel. But you know, just something I just saw, and those are good. I, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't even
0: know how this these numbers get calculated. Paul is in the recruiting rankings game. He works uh, with Rivals. So you can tell us how Rivals does it, and then we can kind of have this conversation around it. Yeah. So Rivals does it to where your first or your top 20 kids get ranked.
1: So if you sign 25, your bottom five are not part of your ranking, uh, your total team points. So reason they did that was because uh, if you like most, a lot of schools back in the day would sign, you know, 26, 27 kids. And then you have another school sign 19 or 20. Maybe that school of size. 26 is always going to beat the school that, that only signed 20 because you just have, it's more numbers, right, right. now. That being said, what Kenny's referring to is the average star grade. So that's a little different. So what that does is that takes every kid in your recruiting class and that you know averages their stars out between all of them. So when you're looking at recruiting rankings, it's normally, and I think it might be for 247 and, and the rest of them too, it's the top 20 players. So that's why you see a little discrepancy in the total overall rankings compared to what Kenny just brought up with it being the... Uh, you know, average per kid in the class. So yes, if you want to look at it that way, uh, I guess Florida brought in some better, better kids. You know, but they just didn't bring in the as many. quantity, right? Uh, but well, you know, it, it, it yeah. six to one half dozen the
0: other. You know, you, you're, you're on, on this on this graphic that you sent here, Kenny. Like it shows Bama had 28 total commits um, as opposed to Florida who had 20. Right. Um, right. But there are teams ranked below Florida on this graphic here with Ohio ranked at number 10. They had 26. So they had six more recruits than Florida did, but had a Florida had better overall per kid. Ohio State had 20 commits. And they are ranked number three.
2: Yeah, um, they had
0: higher quality of, of kids. Yeah,
1: that's Oklahoma there at number 10, Ike. You... Uh... Yeah. Well, who did I you, say? You, uh, you said Ohio. Ohio, State, Ohio, Ohio. You didn't even say Ohio
0: State. You just said Ohio. <laughs> Ohio, Oklahoma. <Ohio. laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those schools with the red O. Those guys. But um, yeah, when, yeah, when you average it out, like what's really
1: so you could look at it one of two ways. It it's so Alabama and Georgia up there at the top. Alabama had twenty eight. Georgia had twenty six, and they still averaged to be some of the top. So that was right. they got quantity and, and quality. quality for sure. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at a school like Ohio state, they got quad, they got quality. They didn't get quantity. Same with Florida. Uh, thing is though, like you start going on the list these are just the top 10, you can make it even worse. But like, just to be off, based off the top 10, uh, Miami had 25 commits and got 91.93. So they're below Florida and they had more kids. So, you know, it, six to one half dozen the other, I think, you know, you could look at it. Um,
0: and and you know see it from both sides yeah I mean so me personally I have I have never been big on stars being like the most important portion of it I think sometimes um for me it's about like filling gaps like did you need offensive linemen and you went and got offensive because this is my biggest beef with coach Malzahn when he was at Auburn right like he'd be in the top 15 so it's up top six sometimes, right in recruiting rankings, but he wouldn't address any of the areas of need. He'd be bringing in five star wide receivers, yeah. and we needed yeah. offensive linemen. Yeah, He's it's like, like okay, you're recruiting on NCAA on the it's game. Like, yeah, you got the rankings high, but you didn't feel any of the needs we needed for this freaking team. So, yay, I guess. Like, I'm I, I'm happy that the the rankings look good, but then we get out here on the field and we don't have any linemen. That can play tackle for real. It doesn't matter. Like, okay, you got eighteen wide receivers and no offensive tackle. I don't think that that's the way that that's supposed to work, right? And so, like, it definitely the the quality I think is the most important thing. But I think addressing positions of need uh, is, I and mean, there's no way to really rank that, right? Like, how well did you address a position of need? I don't even know yeah, what the you, algorithm
1: you, is. For you that. won't you won't know that right until.
0: Well, I, mean, I mean, but you I can still you see could. raw numbers, right? Yeah, like, if you, if you if if you you yeah. didn't have any tackles in your freaking offensive line room and you didn't sign any tackles, that's yeah. not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: that's that's why you see these teams like, uh, I don't know, Washington, the Kentuckys, they don't sign, like, they're 30th and 31st in recruiting. But, like, they sign positional needs. And so they, they stay, you know, they stay winning nine games, whereas you have these other schools that – they signed three five star running backs, but they got two kids on campus that played last year significant minutes and aren't leaving. Right. Well, yeah, they're, they're bumped up higher in the rankings, but they really, what they really needed was like a three star t- blocking tight end to block right. for those kids, and they didn't bring them in. Whereas, like schools, like I said, like, you know, Washington, Kentucky, schools like that, they just, Iowa. yeah, Iowa that kind of consistently win eight or nine games, they, they're not ever going to make it in the top, you know, five recruiting, but you go look at their class. You're like, damn. Okay. So they got two O tackles. They got uh, three center guards. They got, uh, you know, two edge guys, two safeties. Like it's a balanced class. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it you know, you could look at it from both ways. You always want to get the top kids at every position, but when you're not a top program, it's tough to do that. So what do you do? You try to go find positions of need. And a lot of these schools just look at recruiting rankings and are like, man, I want, that. I want that kid. He's going to boost us up to top 15. Sometimes it helps because your athletic director or the board of directors or whoever is in charge of your job looks at recruiting rankings. Right. That's because they don't, they're not studying film on these kids. Where do they go? They go to rivals. They go to 247. They go to all those that they go look at, okay, well, our class is ranked 20th. And Alabama, we're Auburn, and we should be better than Alabama. And Alabama's ranked first. And they go look at that, and it's like, no, we brought in the the talent for each position we needed, right? Well, no, it doesn't matter. We need to be higher in the recruiting rankings because we didn't we missed out on this kid. So you know, it it goes both ways. And the, and coaches that tell you they don't watch recruiting rankings or don't do
0: anything like that are completely lying to you. Yeah, they you uh, they love this stuff. Yeah, you you
2: absolutely have to. It's competitive and it's a part of the whole situation. Yeah, I hear them say like, we don't care about stars. We need we need guys that we consider five stars at every position, mm-hmm. but you still want to be able to, you know, ha- hang your hat on that top five class. Yeah. Because Cause I guarantee day, you if they landed a five yeah. star, they're going to celebrate it. A- absolutely. Absolutely. But you build your program on three and four star kids. I mean, unless like George at that point now to where their program is probably majority five, four stars mm-hmm. Bama because they've been doing it so long, but everybody else, Those guys that are there for three, four years that's coming in and leading your team and team captains, and those are your four-star kids that's built into, that's bought into the program. And I'm saying that's staying there and and doing what they got to do, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you're not eight, I think sometimes, too, you know, again, fans, uh, for the most part, unless you're in our area of the fan situation where we're a little bit more deeply rooted into the back-end analytics stuff, and we we study this stuff a little bit better, but your average fan does not have the first clue about any of this stuff, right? And so all they're looking at is the press clippings. They're looking at the ratings and the rankings and all this kind of stuff, and they're like, well, this is why we can't win. It's like, no, that's not why you can't win. Like, you, you not landing that five-star kid that went to Bama instead of Auburn is not the reason why you're losing. The reason why you're losing is because – you haven't, for years, you haven't addressed the stuff that you needed to address, which is the trenches. Yep. You you signed a bunch of kids who were great at catching the ball, great at running the ball, and didn't find anybody to block for them. You signed a bunch of kids who were could run sideline to sideline as linebackers, but you don't have a defensive tackle to save your life. So you're just getting ran through every game, and you yeah. can't block anybody every game. You want, you want to talk about like the perfect... uh
1: school that this kind of falls into then we talk and we haven't talked about them this year or this this show yet but uh we've talked about them in every other show colorado they brought in studs yeah at quarterback wide receiver like skill positions corner trenches though where they at where are the trenches
2: it was the same way with what usc last year
1: yeah yeah, they brought in all those. They brought in all those kids: Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, uh, the Travis Dye running back. Brought up, Where's the? Ain't, train? Got, ain't got. They one. got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now yeah. Now they got but two. two, like, two, like, two now got Florida. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. like you know, you go look at yeah, you go look at this class uh, for uh, Dion. He got one, two, three, four, four offensive linemen and I see, like, one D-tackle,
2: it'll be tough. Yeah, I, I just— I, I, <laughs> But he yeah, got guys that like can
1: score.
2: Right, but so will they be— do they have the skill on the edges to make up for the lack of quality on the interior? Because, you I know, they mean, might go— Maybe, maybe I mean, if you got locked down corners, then maybe you buy
0: yourself a little bit more time on your pass rush. But how does that help you in the run game? I mean, I get it. They're in the pack, right? Like, there's not going to be a, bu- but the problem is you are going to run into Utah, right? Like, you're going to play a team that they're not throwing the ball a bunch. They're not, they're not throwing it around the yard. The entire purpose of us being on this field is to bully you for the entirety of this game. And you're going to go out there and look silly against them. And you're going to play a non conference schedule. Uh, Colorado's got a tough schedule next year. Like, let's yeah. be clear. Their non con schedule, They're gonna, they're they're freaking, who is their their first game is something ridiculous. I forgot who it was. TCU, wasn't it? Okay. TCU is a classic example of a team. They don't look like they play bully ball like that because they got mushed by Georgia, but TCU is a pretty physical team. Yes. (laughs) So I don't like, do do you have the trenches to be able to stick with TCU? I, I don't see it right now. Like, you can change the attitude of players. Is that gonna help them block? (laughs) <laughs> like I just I like, mean like, come on. At bro. the end like, of the
2: day, the yeah. attitude gets changed when another team punch on you your face. Yeah.
0: If it, it feels real good in the locker room when everybody's jumping around having fun, but as soon as you get hit in the mouth, you like, hey, uh, I don't want to hear no more songs, coach. <laughs> right, <bro. laughs> I wanna can you can you get somebody come block for me? going like to be sitting said, there like, bro, can't where's the blockers on this squad?
2: But like you said, you brought up Utah. That's exactly why they are always competing for a Pac-12 championship because nobody, nobody else in that conference, anybody. That's the
0: reason why when we talked about you know Shade Tree Mechanic Cristobal, but like (laughs) the reason why Oregon was decent the year he was there is because he went and he revitalized the offensive line. That Oregon offensive line was amazing. Yeah, and
1: Utah, Utah is a prime example of you will never see them in the top ten in recruiting, but that they, they they're probably like my second favorite team man just to watch because every year every, every year they got they got dudes out there they're gonna push you team. off the line they're gonna push off the line they're gonna they're gonna sack your quarterback they're gonna play tight coverage and their coach isn't going anywhere you know yeah. that so you want to go like to a program where stability stability's and, there you gotta yeah. utah's a good school like and they bring in kids man they don't bring in you're not going to see him bring in like some five-star wide receiver, but they'll turn that three-star wide receiver from, you know, matter day who only got looked at because there was a five-star quarterback there, right? you know, type deal. They'll turn him into a, a dog. Like, yeah. So you know it, it goes back to our point again. Another case study. We have a couple case studies, gentlemen. You know, we're gonna have to follow throughout the year. Antoine Jackson, where he ends up, can he get out of his NI- NLI, and what happens to his NIL? And then also the case study of do stars really
0: matter? And uh, what at the, at, brief- at the top end of the totem pole, they absolutely do. Right? Like absolutely. if you're if you're Alabama competing against Georgia, you need as many guns as you can bring to that fight. But when you absolutely. are mississippi state going against old miss and neither one of you like it's gonna matter how how many quality three stars did you guys land in the offseason yep right and
1: the the perfect example is going to be to watch uh colorado, colorado they brought in, uh, yeah yeah they brought in like a ton of skill players but that offensive line is just not there. they bring
2: a lot of louis bags when they bring in those duffels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're bringing, they're bringing uh, no big body bags, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sometimes you need, you need the to... the hefty bags, the construction yeah. bags. Yeah, you that, need some they, those they, sometimes, the sometimes
1: bags. they carry a little better than the Louis does, you know, yeah. so
0: more reliable, durable, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Get into the fray. You yep. ain't trying to get your Louis bag dirty, but it's nope. like this little cheap bag I got from Target. We can rock yep. with this bad boy for yeah. a little while. So yeah, I'll tell you that construction that you know those black big black construction
1: bags.
2: Yeah, yeah. them
1: things won't break on you, bro. I, I do it for a living every day. You can run that thing through the mud. It'll be, yeah. be won't. Well, it, it, ain't nothing getting in there. That Louis <laughs> bag you run through the mud.
0: You don't want. You don't ever want to look at it again. Yeah, it's gonna be a di- it's gonna be an interesting situation. I think once once they get into the meat of their schedule again, it's the pack. So. It's not going to happen a bunch, but the few times it does happen, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not the issue for Colorado was, oh, well, they had a decent offensive line. They just didn't have any skill players or did they neglect the engine and they just put a nice paint job on a a, a rusty car? So we'll see. We shall see. All right. Well, let's get out of here, gentlemen. Great conversation today. Uh, as always, we got to let the people know what's up. I'm going to start with my guy who is back out there, speaking of people being in the trenches, Kenny B, you know what I'm saying? Back out there on the field, getting it in. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Talk to the people, tell them where they can find you.
2: Uh, T2T underscore KB2, toe-to-toe sports, man. We catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, coming raw, nasty, nasty. And entertaining doing all the yeah. grand merts. Uh, now? You yeah, raw, yeah. Raw, and raw and nasty. Raw and nasty. He's and entertaining. Hey preparing. man,
0: uh, apparently he has only fans as well. I was I gonna say this, <laughs> sounds,
2: this sounds like the the late night channel you used to try to watch on hey, rental discretion advised. My goodness. goodness,
1: I don't know who list to listen to this. You, you talked me out of it. <laughs> hey man, uh you her <laughs> at P Mahary M A H A R Y. Also, big shout out to Kenny man turned uh, 47 today man, so <laughs> to him, man. <laughs> still trying to live his dream
2: of playing football man so hey you know. quick joke quick it's not a joke so you know of course i play football we had a guy that came out this guy's easily 55 easily He got and out he there to me and i felt so bad i was like Hey, you could take a break. He was like, Oh nah, man, come on." I was like, uh, like I don't want to hurt you, dude." Like, you ran him over. I mean, I ran around him, like past him. Like his eyes oh. were watering. His hurt. I was like, nah, "I don't want to. We ain't going to do this today." <laughs> you, my That's teammate. Funny, you know, you cool. Uh, yeah. No.
1: Man, so. Hey, where where can they find you at, Ike?
0: Yo, I am TWR, Ike Jones, on Twitter. You can follow the channel, The War Report, everywhere, man. You can go out there to YouTube. We're definitely putting out the content there. Thewarreport.com is the website, and we'll be glad to have y'all in here talking a little bit more about this football stuff. We're in basketball season right now, though. I was going to say, do you
1: you want to talk about basketball,
0: Ike? Well, hey, I mean, listen, we, don't, we don't have
1: to. I, I'm just it, it was more of
0: a hypothetical
1: because I'm that fine talking about looking, basketball, that, <laughs> listen, Auburn t- that Auburn team's looking a little rough
0: around the edges. Hey, man, listen, yeah, I, I didn't little... come into the season with expectations of us to do much more than make the tourney this year. Mm. Uh, losing two guys on the team that went, you know, to NBA draft is a little rough. You know what I'm saying? When you're not like a traditional powerhouse. Mm. I think we're doing all right. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens the rest of the season. I still think we make the tourney, So I'm not mad about it.
2: No comment, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, That's where we'll stop at basketball. That sounds good. I was about to say because we could talk about y'all's basketball no, teams we, if y'all want. Stop, stop, that's, that's the way we played against Ben, my boy. Uh, stop. Stop.
1: That old miss game the
0: other night for Georgia was uh, was rough,
2: yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. It
0: was all right, man. Well, we're out of here. We'll holler at you guys next time. Peace.